You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 124. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 124. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Are you over me already? Already. <laughs> we just started. We have such an interesting dynamic in our marriage. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. <laughs> And for that reason, I am out. <laughs> for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Hello, junkies. Hey, everybody. So, Mr. Smith has been so accommodating with me today and switching up our podcast recording schedule. And, I mean, we run a tight ship over here at Joy Junkie Studios. It, well, if you can call it a ship. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's, it is a class act. Class. Class act. So, he's over it. He's like, Class eh? of 89 over here. <laughs> Over here. Over here. I'm trying to do this over here. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Mr. Smith is drinking already. Already? So, so we might have a whiskey and wisdom section going on. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a but it's tequila. So tequila ha- talking points. <laughs> 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 we were doing our mic check, and I was like, mic check, one, two, 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 one, one, one. And he's like, day drinking, day drinking. <laughs> day drinking. <laughs> going to do some day drinking. <laughs> oh my goodness. So welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have you here. And today we're going to talk about a topic that I realized in all of the hundred and whatever episodes we've done, we I don't think we've ever done anything specifically around comparison. Which is interesting. Like that's a big piece of what you teach. It is a big piece. And it is... You know, it's interesting. I think I call it a lot of other things, like I'm not good enough, worthiness, talking shit to yourself, not standing up for yourself. But I realized that that particular concept, that idea of comparing to everybody else really warrants its own episode, for sure. But before we jump into that, I know you've got you've got some good stuff coming up for your segment. My bestie has been feeding him material for the would you rather she has really good he's been there. outsourcing his material but well bo- my material like disappeared i i have an evernote that oh, i kept right. it all and it disappeared that's right Fucking so technology. she hit me up with some good ones well before before i turn it over to you mm-hmm. i wanted to underline for you guys you have basically two more days so if you're listening to this on monday the second when it airs Wednesday the 4th is the drop dead last date to get in on the early bird pricing for excuse me your badass is showing self love edition which is if you listen to the pod you know I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks it is a 21 day coaching intensive with me where we cover off really awesome stuff. One of the weeks we talk about mind games, so we really help you understand what's going on with that negative self-talk, and we switch that up. The next week we talk about self-love and self-worth, this whole concept of enoughness, so you completely shake up that whole idea of I'll be happy when Mm -hmm. I get this new career, then I'll be enough, or once I have a baby, or once I have a house, and 
that 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 week alone people have told me that it completely transforms how they view for sure that's a that's a big big one to overcome it really is Mm -hmm. and it takes it takes really buckling down and sometimes looking at shit you don't want to look at so this this is like um kind of like a fast and furious it's only three weeks i do some programs that are like 12 weeks that are much more involved this is designed to pack a serious punch in a smaller amount of time and then the third week we spend time on people pleasing and comparison and so i thought you know what let's do a pod on this so that we can start looking at some of the things that we can change and then if you know you you need to dive deeper into this and you need to do more than just listen while you're working out or listen while you're cooking or driving you actually need to start doing something differently you do it you gotta do it you gotta do it <laughs> do it do it you're messing up my segment i am not <laughs> I'm adding. You're adding. I'm adding value. You're adding value in comic <laughs> relief. So this is about you knowing I need to change things up. I need to get some accountability. The There is a Facebook forum for everybody. We already have a ton of people in there. And it's incredible what happens when you realize you're not alone. You're not the only one who talks shit to yourself. You're not the only one who feels like you're not enough. You're not the only one who dreads looking in the mirror. Like these are all your soul tribe. These are people who are on this journey with you. So if you want in. It, the retail price is one ninety seven, and it's still on early bird for one or for ninety seven. Nice, it's under a hundy to make a massive, massive change in your world, and you still can get the half off, um, and you can also still get there's still a bonus that's available that really sets you up to get the absolute most from the class. So if you want in, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> no, don't say it like no. that. Not not gay voice. <laughs> I don't like Why's that gotta be a gay voice? There's plenty of people that talk like that, aren't gay? Oh really? Yeah. No no. No. Nice try. <laughs> but no. I prefer to do it in the excuse me, like Valley Girl voice. Oh, you like Valley Girl. So you're being discriminatory. No. <laughs> this is gonna be one long ass pod. <laughs> oh my god. So Anyway, go to Excuse at me. least go check it out, and you can see all of my past ex, my past students and their experiences, and read what they say. Like the things that they start to shift and change when they they were like you, they thought it's not possible. I just had a client talking to me um, the other day who was saying, "I seriously get tears in my eyes when I think about how much I've changed because of your work." Wow! And I was That's like, an awesome I was compliment. so moved by that because that's why I do this because I'm passionate that it's possible I don't want people walking around suffering like that but we never are taught it so let me teach you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me I'll get off my soapbox I want you to like yourself I want you to speak kindly to yourself and, and feel like enough so come and join me if you're interested so I will pass off no, that's important stuff. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said what you said. No, that's good. Thank you. All right. Thank you for respecting. So now it's time for a little bit of. Would you rather? Would you rather? All right. So today's would you rather comes from Andrea Owen, aka Bestie, aka Goulet. Yeah, we have a we have a nickname. Goulet. Yeah. That's why I come up here. Nature Goulet. 
might all right. get into it. So, would you rather smell a fart all the time that no one else can smell? <laughs> or have everyone else think you smell like a fart, but you can't smell it? Oh. Damn it, Andrea. That's pretty bad. Like, I'm not talking about your everyday average kind of fart. I'm not talking like about... Not run-of-the-mill type of fart. No, it's got to be like a, like a vegan fart. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sh- like Sh- broccoli and cauliflower fart. Shout out to the vegans. Or or maybe if you like straight up bean. Yeah, like bean curd fart. <laughs> bean meat. Yeah, bean meat fart. No, like okay, so. Oh wait, wait. So smell a fart all the time that no one else can smell. So you're gonna be like all grimacing. You guys smell that? Oh, you smell that? Oh. You have that constant face of yeah that, fart smell. That stink face, or. <laughs> Have everyone else think you smell like a fart, but you can't smell it. So everybody else has onion face, but. Well, I think it would, I think I would pick the first one. You'd rather smell like a fart. I'd rather smell the fart smell. Smell smell a fart, yeah. I think because, I think I could actually get used to it over time. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, I think I'd probably get used to the smell of fart after a while. It would just be like smelling air. Yeah. And, but the opposite is is like. You now are making every single human you come in contact with completely uncomfortable. As a massage therapist, that would not be good. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be horrible. Yeah, no, it's the latest essential oil. Ew. <laughs> it's an essential oil blend I did just for you. By Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson, <laughs> yes. In script on the side. We should, By Turd Ferguson. We should probably talk about personal development. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Let's... Fucking get into it. Okay. So, Mr. Smith's feisty, and I like it. I like where your head's at. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) So, let's talk about what to do if you constantly compare yourself to other people. So, the first thing, and this was something that was hugely helpful for me to realize, because I still go through that, and I have very specific triggers, and we're going to talk about that in a second, but there's oftentimes... Areas where you feel really competent or really confident. So maybe you feel really awesome in your career. You feel like a powerhouse in your career. But you constantly compare your marriage to everybody else's marriage. Or maybe you feel really awesome in your relationship. But you are constantly comparing yourself, your body. It's your physical stuff. Um, And that doesn't always just show up in the realm of weight you know, obviously, we have a large female de- uh, demographic who listens in, and we automatically think, you know, when we compare our bodies to others, that we're always looking at this like skinny versus fat, like built versus not built. But I think there can also be a comparison in capability. You know, if you're getting older, you know, I tend to work with people who are, you know, in their 50s and beyond, which is crazy, but I love it. And you get to a point, and I've even started experiencing that, where I have these ailments, these things with my knees, and I start to compare myself to other people who are more able-bodied than me. Mm. And I go like, oh. And so that might become my trigger around body. So I want you to start thinking, is there an area of your life that tends to get you, like really get your goat, and you tend to go into more of that compare and despair. Compare and despair is actually a term that was coined by Martha Beck, who is, if you if you don't know, is a 
kind of a pioneer in coaching and has her own coaching school. I have not particularly studied underneath her, but she has some really incredible concepts. And one of them is this idea of compare and despair, that we don't oftentimes compare ourselves and feel awesome. Yeah, not very often. No, we compare ourselves and then what happens? We make it mean something. So this is the first concept I just want to throw out there to wrap your head around just to kind of entertain. What are you making somebody else's success mean? Oftentimes, we make it mean something about us. Like if so-and-so has a rockin' body, then I suck, then I am awful. If so-and-so has an incredible relationship and mine isn't, then I must be a horrible human or I'm not as valuable or not as worthy. And then it starts to catapult all of those emotions that follow suit when you don't feel worthy, when you don't feel good enough. So we start taking somebody else who has nothing to do with us and we start making it mean something about ourselves. So this is the concept. Other people's success actually have nothing to do with you. And that is one of my absolute favorite phrases to use when I find myself going into the compare and despair. I tend to go down that rabbit hole uh, related to business. Business is way more of my... Like, I feel pretty fucking confident in the marriage department. Thank you, Mr. Yes, thank you very much. Right? I feel pretty good about that. There's a lot of things I do feel really good about. But when I see somebody who I think I should, quote, be like, or they're doing it right, and or it's something that I want to achieve. It's something I want to have in my life. And then I will start going down that, oh, well, then I'm not good enough. And this is something that I do is I tell myself their success has absolutely nothing to do with me. Comparing ourselves to others is based on a faulty notion that other people's successes have anything to do with us. They don't. Hmm. It doesn't mean you're not worthy. It doesn't mean you can't still accomplish what you want to accomplish. It doesn't mean that you suck. It just means that somebody else has something going on in their life that you probably want to aspire to. Or that you would like to attain or accomplish or set as a goal. That's fine. That has nothing to do with who you are as a person, your value, your worth, your enoughness. So I want you to start looking at that. Where are those situations where you go, so-and-so is doing it, quote, better than me or has gone farther than me, which must mean that I'm awful? Like, catch yourself in those moments. What are you thinking over there? Well, there's... um. Something that T. Harv Eker says, and <clears throat> he says basically instead of looking at that person and being jealous or, you know, resenting what they have or what they've done with themselves, congratulate them. Right. Like in your head, like good for them. You know, like one day I'll be there too, but good for them right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And that creates a positive feedback or a positive track in your mind instead of well I suck if they're good right right? and say good for them Uh, somebody did make it that means I can do it too right right and that really is that's great babe because that really is that's a choice and part of that is just a conditioning because most of the time we've gone through our entire lives 
the opposite way going it's either or like that's what we make it up if that person's successful then I'm not like either one or the other like if you're successful then I suck like that doesn't have to be the truth at all or like oh well they really had to compromise their ethics to get where they are right we have to you make up a story yeah a story about them But I think what you said is really poignant because I think for most of our lives, we're used to operating in this other place. Like, for instance, I see people who – do you remember when we went to that baby shower and there was that woman and it was so painfully obvious how insecure she was because I was doing – we were decorating baby onesies, fucking baby onesies. (laughs) Like white ones that you could paint on. Like puffy paint. Right? Remember Puffy Paint? And so we're decorating them and we're doing all this fun stuff. And you did something really cool. And I was painting. And and I'm an an artsy, creative person. I love me a good, like, Pinterest project. Oh, yeah. Which are pumpkin this year. Pumpkin fail. Pumpkin fail. Hashtag pumpkin fail. Hashtag pumpkin fail. (laughs) And I'm telling him, I'm like, I don't fail at crafts. Like, wait a minute. What is this? (laughs) So I had to check my ego a little bit. So anyway, we're at this baby shower and I'm going off on this onesie doing all my decorative stuff and this woman was like I hope you mess that all up yeah I I hope you get paint smeared all over it I'm gonna like mark on that real quick and she was like god look at you over there just making me wrong for being awesome (laughs) right I'm being awesome over here and so and of course looking at the situation and and doing what I do I'm like dude so much insecurity there and it made me really really sad but what I wanted to underline is that that's not fun to be around that doesn't make me feel better as somebody who's actually doing something successful that doesn't make our connection better it sure as fuck doesn't inspire her when she's making me wrong and blaming me for doing well at something so the first piece of that is always acknowledging and, and noticing what do you make up about other people's successes what do you make up that it means about you and what if you could just try on this idea that whatever anybody else does has nothing to do with you whether they succeed or don't succeed or whether they're incredible or not incredible whatever it really does not have any bearing on who you are unless you decide that it does yeah it's all your choice and I love my That's best awesome. friend, Andrea, who who feeds you the would you rathers, she talks about try, like almost like you're going into a dressing room and trying something on. So if you've been operating under this idea that somebody else's successes mean that you suck and you're stuck in this comparison trap, <clears throat> picture yourself going into this kind of metaphorical dressing room and trying on this different idea. You don't have to commit to buying it. But we know that this whole comparison dress or pants or kicky pants or whatever you're wearing or it's way out of style onesie doesn't fit very well, doesn't feel very good. So let's try on another concept, another idea that might feel better. Yeah, so the second, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, it doesn't. Doesn't matter. I erroneous. Erroneous. <laughs> erroneous on all accounts. On all accounts. Oh, erroneous. Erroneous. Erroneous on both counts. <laughs> I wonder if every, anybody even gets the things I splice in. I, you know, I'm sure some do. I hope I'm sure so. we grab I some make, of the audience on I those. make up that they have the same humor as us. I don't think anybody has the same humor We're in as our us. own world. We're in our own world. Damn. All Maybe right. not. So the second thing is, what is this trigger about? 
So for me, when I get triggered and I see, like, if I see another coach or somebody who, who they, they're releasing a new book or they're just, like, killing it with a program they're doing, and I start going into this, like, oh, compare and despair, you're not as good as that or blah, 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 blah. I always say to myself, their successes have nothing to do with you. Like, that doesn't mean anything about you. And that helps me a lot. That really helps me stop that process. But one thing that I have noticed is that when I'm not really on point in my own business, when I'm not really clear and really intentional about what I'm offering to my community, what I'm offering as classes, when I'm not organized with my launch schedules and the programs that I have, when I'm not dialed out, when... When I feel muddled in how I'm running my business, that's when I'm more likely to be triggered. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, the life coach in me always goes, wait a minute, what's this really about? This is really about me but just kind of being disappointed in myself that I, I don't have my marketing calendar dialed out or I haven't gotten my stuff to my assistant or I haven't recorded podcasts. In a it's usually something about me. Yeah. It's not about them. It's a place for me to stretch. So sometimes it's about childhood messaging. Maybe it's something that your parents always told you, like you need to use your beauty to your advantage or you're the smart one. And so now your identity is so wrapped up in your smarts and your intellect that that's your trigger. So my point in bringing this up is to look at your trigger and what that is really about so that you can call it out and go, I see why that bothers me so much. Because what happens when we're going, we're dealing with any of this stuff around other people, whether it's people pleasing, comparison to others, what we're doing is we are essentially taking the spotlight off of us and putting it onto somebody else. We're making it somebody else's fault. And we do this a lot of times with blame. We think, well, it's because my husband is this way and he's such a dick. Or it's because of that person or that person or that person's successful or that person is this. And we keep looking outside of ourselves instead of going, wait a minute, why does that trigger me so much? Right. Why does that bother me so hmm. much? Maybe there is some childhood shit here. Maybe there is a, you know, a bad experience that I had in a relationship that has me triggered around my own relationship. And that's yours to unpack. Hmm. That's yours to unpack. And again, if you're going, uh, help me unpack, help me unpack, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me and look at that. And just look at other people's experiences and look at if it if it is the change that you want to make. Because we dig into comparison much more. Bring your baggage because we're going to unpack it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You're cute. Number three. And this is another piece of looking at your particular role in the matter. Are there any eliminations that you need to make? Now, this will come in a couple of different categories. And I'm going to explain exactly what I mean by this. But are there any eliminations of the people in your life that might trigger you? Or are there any eliminations that need to happen in your own behaviors? So I'll give you a couple of examples. Let's say... Well, I'll give you a perfect example. I know for myself, again, I get triggered around business. I don't ever get triggered around somebody's happy relationship, right? Like I'm like, I feel really confident in my own. Therefore, I don't, it doesn't trigger me in any way. But but business, yes, because I am up and down and I am like trying out new things and seeing what works. And so I still get like, uh, compare and despair. 
But what I notice is there's certain behaviors that either set me up for success or they really spiral me out of control. One of the triggers is Facebook. So if I go into Facebook and I see all these other coaches talking about their latest book and all these other coaches talking about their latest program or their retreats that they're doing or all this other stuff, I know that that makes my job harder. Most of the time if I'm killing it in my business and I'm doing really well and I feel really aligned, it doesn't even hit me. But if I am having a rough go or there is something that's feeling challenging, I know that it's my duty to stay the fuck off Facebook because that's triggering me. Right. So why would I choose a behavior that's going to send me into the compare and despair? Right. Face, have, Facebook can solve, like not going on Facebook can solve a lot of people's fucking problems around comparison. For sure. For sure. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, I have clients come in and say, it really hurts when I do this. I'm like, well, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it really hurts when I bring my shoulder way over here like this. And I'm like, well, when do you normally do that? Stop. Right. right? It's the same thing. Like, oh, when I go on Facebook, I really get compare and despair. Stay off Facebook. Especially when, or especially when you are in that when you're not as powerful as you usually. Right. You know, some, yeah. when I'm feeling confident and stuff, I don't easily get knocked down. But if I'm in a vulnerable place or had a rough session or, se- I don't know, whatever, yeah. then I'm like, don't go there. Maybe you should say a mantra before you get on Facebook, like, Facebook is my friend, Facebook mm-hmm. is my friend, or something that, like, I just completely puts see. you in the mode. Well, there's this really awesome ready. Google uh, Google plugin. I don't even know what it is. You would have to search for it under Google plugins. But a couple of my colleagues have used it for the same exact reason that they get on Facebook. And basically what this plugin does is it eliminates, it hides your news feed. So you don't see what everybody else is doing. And you're mm. able to just go to the groups that you're a part of or whatever. So if you, if that That's sounds awesome. amazing to you, go Google it. I don't have the resource. but Google it. Google it. But you might have, let's say, a situation where maybe you are newly separated or newly divorced and you have the choice if you peruse old old uh, photo albums. That's a behavior that might remind you and send you into this comparison of your ex's new wife or mm-hmm. new relationship or, oh, I'm not as pretty as her. I'm not as good. Or I'm not as skinny as I'm not as young and blah, blah, blah. Don't look through the things that trigger you. Don't look through that photo album. Bianca, knock it off. Our dog going crazy. So those are the sorts of things that I'm talking about eliminating. It's like the person who's an alcoholic being like, well, I'm just going to hang out in the bar. No. Don't go hang out in the bar if it's going to make your job a shit ton harder. Same thing goes for the people in your life. If you are around a bunch of people who are always bitching and moaning about their cellulite or how fat they are and they're clearly a lot thinner than you and they're constantly talking about it, those might not be the best humans to be around. You might want to scale down or step back a little bit from people who tend to trigger you. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to have a big come to Jesus or you have to eliminate a bunch of people in your life. I'm just saying being intentional about what you can control. You can control your own behavior. 
You can control if you are stalking people out on Facebook. You can control if you're sorting through old photo albums that make you feel like shit. You can control how much time you spend out with that one friend who always triggers you around body image. You can decide to set yourself up for success just by analyzing, are there certain behaviors or people that I might need to eliminate or scale down on? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we think like, I just compare myself. Blah, blah, blah. Well, let's eliminate some of the stuff that sends you down that vortex. That's ownership. You know, it's, it's like finding out that you have a gluten intolerance and then going and chowing down on a big old loaf of bread. <laughs> it's like you just found out what doesn't work for you. Why would you go and do something that makes you feel awful and then you have to pay for it? Bread's good. (laughs) You're not helping. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh my god. (laughs) Pay no attention to the audience. I'm I'm just speaking like the audience. I know. I know what they're thinking. Drink up that tequila, Mr. Smith. And that's what they're thinking. (laughs) All right. And so then finally, number four, this is another this is another Harvecker thing that we've talked about in the past. It's choosing the new focus. So I mentioned this a little bit when we first started discussing. What I do is the minute I notice the compare and despair, the minute I notice, oh my God, I'm comparing myself, I say that mantra of other people's success has nothing to do with me. But all that really is doing is me stopping what I'm focused on. So instead of being like, oh my God, she launched that pro, oh, she got a book deal, oh, she got this, so instead of like staying focused on that, I stop myself once I'm aware and then I change the focus. So Harvecker has that statement where he says, cancel, cancel, thank you for sharing. When he hears that inside voice telling him not enough, not good enough, not smart enough, whatever. So if you hear yourself or you catch yourself going into that compare and despair place, recognize it, and then choose a new focus. And it's just simply about distracting yourself. So you can say um, something like, uh, I think Andrea always talks about saying, well, that just happened when you notice the thought. You can you can just, oh, that sure was a thought. There was a thought. There was a thought. Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> kind of goes off of the principle of Vipassana meditation. Mm-hmm. Vipassana meditation is, you know, you're sitting in a silence and in a still position and you notice what you notice from an outside perspective, right? So if you're having a pain in your hip, right? You don't go, oh, that's painful. You just think there's a sensation in my hip. You're Like you're observing it. You're observing it from the outside, right? Yeah. Which is really um, a great way to look at this. Oh, that's a great And that's probably idea. where that comes from. I've used uh, a similar idea, actually, when I'm teaching a different point, but it would be relevant here too. If you were viewing yourself almost like you're watching yourself on a movie Hmm. or you're watching yourself on a stage and you're going, look at that girl. She's getting so caught up in that comparison. That's so funny because, you know, our, our minds are really just really long movies. Oh, totally. Right? We're in the middle of a movie. And you get to write the script. And you get to write the script. <laughs> That's right. Starring you. Directed by you. That's exactly right. Yeah. Like, whatever your current reality is, you created it. I mean, that's absolutely true. Yeah. 
So you can create something else. That's the great piece of that. So if you notice that you compare, congratulations, you have started at the beginning. The first piece is always that awareness. awareness. Now that you know, it's like once you find out that you have an allergy to gluten, now you got to fucking make the choices that are healthy for you. That's so right. now if you know that you're triggered by Facebook, that you're triggered by Victoria's Secrets catalogs, stop getting the Victoria's Secrets catalogs. I'm triggered by them too. <laughs> 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 Easy cowboy. <laughs> Which I know you're just saying for attention because it's not you true. like a little I, more thickness. I do like a thicker girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Mr. Smith, what am I gonna do with you? I don't answer that. I know what you're gonna say. Alright, guys. My mouth shut. Um thank you for hanging in there with me. And if you do this, you are totally normal. Trust me. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that I share with you guys enough that I still go through a lot of these same things. The difference, though, is the ability to manage. It's the ability to not be taken out by comparison or yeah. being taken out, like just destroyed by negative self-talk or rejection. And that's a lot of what we're talking about in Excuse Me, Your Badass is showing. So I would love I would love to get my work on you, baby. So if you go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me, read all about it. And if it's pulling at you, oh my God, do it now. Don't wait till the price jumps. So you have until this Wednesday. And regardless, do something with this information that you just got. It's like the, here, don't eat gluten. And you're like, I'm going to go ahead and just eat gluten anyway and break out and have, you know, all these horrible adverse side effects. If you know that you do these things, what's the plan? What's the next thing? What's the behaviors you need to scale down on? Do something about it. Because you can. Yeah. You fucking can. Yes. Others' success is not my distress. Ooh. Ooh. That just came off the top of my head. Mantra maker, Mr. Smith. Just came up right now. (laughs) I can't fight the gift. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to go get some tequila, you guys. So if you'll excuse me. because I got some catching up to do. I got some catching up to do. I am not on the same wavelength <laughs> as him. So love you guys to pieces. Thank you for hanging out. And thank you so much to all of you who do iTunes reviews. I cannot thank you enough for that. And if you haven't done so already and you get value from this pod, I would really appreciate if you did that. And I think that's it. Anything else you wanted to add? Not on this end. Mantra maker, Mr. Smith. I think I've said it all. (laughs) We got a (laughs) mic drop or two. All right, guys. We'll see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out.